Welcome to the Living in Lithuania podcast. Join me, Astia, in conversation with internationals who have found themselves living here in Lithuania. To keep the conversation going, let's connect on the Living in Lithuania Facebook or Instagram pages, where you can also find out about the latest episodes and more. Hello, hello. Um, today we are in a very special place. <laughs> we are here at Irankuasiliatova, or I choose Lithuania in, in English. Um, it's, it's an organization that consults people who are wishing to move to Lithuania. And today we are here with uh, Ramona and Edita, who, are, who work in this uh, program. And uh, we will do another episode that's more of an information based about what people ask and more about that. Uh, but today I just invited them to um, share their stories about moving away from Lithuania, coming back to Lithuania, what all of that has been like. So, hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm really glad to have you uh, on, on the podcast. So, maybe you can start with um, sharing your story about, firstly, moving away from Lithuania. Where did you go? And what were the reasons for, for going? Um, so, yeah, so maybe I'll start. My name is Ramona, um, and I lived in England for almost 11 years. Um you would hope I have British accent by now, but I finished university and it was when uh, the global financial crisis hit, like in 2007. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard to, to find a job or to, you know, to, to have any kind of, I don't know, uh, to create a good life for yourself, you know, here in Lithuania. I was uh, uh, working in a big company and I was feeling quite safe at that time, but then uh, the whole department went down, so... Oh, no. Um, so, uh, my friend moved to England to work in a printing place as an okay. assistant, and uh, she was earning good money, and I thought, you know, it will be an adventure, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll join her, I'll travel a bit, I'll save some money, and I'll come back in a few months, and uh, little did I know <laughs> that it's going to last for um, 11 years. Wow, so, long time. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yes, so I moved to, to Leeds, from Vilnius uh, to Leeds. Oh, Okay. Nice. And you did that? <laughs> well, my story is also like thousands of other stories which we hear every day here in Renkvastriatova uh, consulting people who would like to return to Lithuania. Um, it happened uh, eight years ago together with a friend of mine. We just made a decision to pack a suitcase and uh, to buy a one-way ticket to somewhere. We didn't know where back then. <laughs> And, um, well, at that time I had a difficult period in my life and it seemed like everything is bad and sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I thought if I will change environment, all the troubles will just disappear. So we didn't really have a strict plan. We were thinking to travel and work. And a friend of my friend mm -hmm. was studying in Denmark at that time. And she just offered us to come there to her it was a small town called Olbo mm -hmm. uh, where we could uh, get a job in a restaurant and she said we could earn 20 euros per hour wow. <laughs> and yes <laughs> and when we did a map we realized okay that that sounds like a good deal and we could earn some same amount uh, just in four days in Denmark what we were earning back then in Lithuania in one month mm -hmm. so Oh, we didn't hesitate to do that. <laughs> so yeah. we just uh, packed uh, our bags and headed to Denmark with uh, high hopes. 
However, <laughs> however, we quickly uh, realized that things were not as they seemed to be. Mm-hmm. And instead of earning 20 euros per hour, um, as promised, we found out that half of that amount uh, went for taxes. Oh. <laughs> we, also, um, we also found the cheapest possible accommodation at the beginning, which uh, turned to be in a pretty dangerous neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we couldn't sleep first uh, first weeks and, and so on. But looking uh, back now, I realized that that experience taught me um, important lessons about the realities of working abroad, about the realities of being a real migrant, mm-hmm. a real work migrant, mm-hmm. and uh, um, just um, proved us how challenging it can uh, be. I just want to like uh, interrupt you. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Leeds, and uh, we lived in a very bad area as well when I moved there uh, at first, and uh, uh, the neighbors were selling drugs around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I remember my first week, I saw security chasing a guy across the street. And I was thinking, this is exciting. This is real <laughs> life. Like, this is where life happens. Uh-huh. Because I felt like I came from this quiet little country mm-hmm. to a place where things really happen. I don't know. I felt like living in a movie. So I quite, I quite enjoyed that. Wow. <laughs> living on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Pretty cool. Okay, and so what were the reasons that you came back? What what brought you back to Lithuania? Um, so yeah, like I said, I I enjoyed you know the whole experience. But when the novelty wears off, you start asking yourself questions. You think you know, am I? Is this a place for me? How long do I want to stay here? You know, you of course you you know you get used to you get used to the people, to the surroundings. You feel almost at home in a new place. But, but the thing is, in all these years, and it's been 11 years, there were, you know, like relationships, friendships, uh, different jobs. But all these years, I knew very well where my heart is. Mm. I knew where home is. And so I wanted to come back, but it's just there are a million things stopping you. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure many people will relate to that. When you leave your country and you search for a better life, you can't just come back after a few years and say, oh, that didn't work out. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want to be that person. You want to show something, to, to come back and say that you achieved something, or mm-hmm. I don't know. So so I kept waiting for a better job, more money, maybe, you know, I'll wait until I sort my relationship out mm-hmm. or until I get a sign from the sky or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, I realized I'm getting older and... Uh, I don't know, the time is running out. And like like they say in my in one of my favorite songs, the time is now. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I decided to come back and I think partially it was uh, because of COVID maybe, because because of the whole situation in mm-hmm. the world, I felt like I felt a bit helpless if something happens to my family, I'm somewhere in another country, I won't mm-hmm. be able to come back or see them. So so yeah, that affected my decision as well. Mm-hmm. I originally planned to be away just for somewhere for a few months. Mm-hmm. Don't we all? <laughs> yes, we do. We all do. But things end up differently sometimes. And years went by. And to my surprise, I ended up staying abroad for six years. And um, there was not a single day when I didn't think about uh, coming back home. Mm-hmm. And often, even in my dreams, I was back home, and um, each time I woke up 
was reminded, no, 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 Edith, you're not home and you're away from everything, what you, what you love, everyone uh, who you love. And I always felt this immense sense of homesickness. Mm-hmm. And the more I tried to shake off those feelings, the stronger and stronger they, they became. Mm-hmm. And I found myself missing Lithuania more and more uh, each day. And uh, every morning I was counting days until my next visit to Lithuania. And okay, 10 days, 9 days, 8 days. Mm-hmm. So I would say this homesickness uh, was the main reason. And also it was never a plan to stay in Denmark for a longer time. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to my next question about um, how did you maintain your relationship with Lithuania while being abroad? Well, uh, I was visiting home uh, pretty often. At some point, uh, every two months, I was mm-hmm. coming back home. And it's it was pretty easy because uh, flight Denmark, uh, Vilnius, it was, what, uh, one and a half hour. Mm-hmm. So I could do that. Uh, and I did save all my holidays or all my days off just to, to take least two or three days and uh, go back home to see to see my family to mm-hmm. see the loved ones mm-hmm. and I always read Lithuanian news I mean every morning starts with some Lithuanian web page just to stay on track what is going on to feel that I'm still mm-hmm. there but away but still there mm-hmm. I remember at, uh, at there was a point in my life where I was so busy with work I stopped watching Eurovision and I thought oh, oh no Okay, like, oh, this is 
this is a bit strange, or, <laughs> oh, we, we do this like this, right, um, I forgot about that. Um, can you share maybe um, anything that you found uh, maybe a bit surprising about uh, being back, or maybe any differences that you, you identified between um, England and Lithuania and then Denmark and Lithuania after you came back? Um, before I went to England, I lived in Pilate for a bit, and Pilate was this, I don't know, quiet, godsforsaken place all these years ago, and now it's vibrant and modern, and it still takes ages to get there, but I think it's very different from what it was, but uh, I think it's not, many things have changed, and people changed, but I think I changed as well, and I appreciate some things that I did not appreciate before, for example... Good education, how everyone in this country speak a few languages and everybody travels and people have interesting hobbies. Mm -hmm. um, I came to, I came to, uh, I came back to Lithuania and I was working in this logistics company. And the guy who was training me, he was saying, "Oh, we have to finish at five because I have to go. Uh, I'm a fire breather. I have to train, you know, to do tricks oh, with wow. fire after work." I was <laughs> okay. like, "Do what?" <laughs> And I was like, yeah, and I also have a side business. I um, I make cakes. I bake cakes. Oh. <laughs> I thought, Jesus, yeah. all, all these people around me, everybody have all these interesting hobbies. And uh, so I think Lithuanians as a nation are very, like, I don't know, hungry for better life. Mm -hmm. um, um, and and people are really nice in general, maybe because it's a Vilnius, but... but Everywhere, I think people are really nice. Well, I get that impression compared to years ago. Mm. Like uh, last summer, my sister came and we and she rented a car, and uh, we stopped in a petrol station in Vilnius, and it was one of those self-service petrol stations. And we were stood there uh, looking at the screen, and we didn't know what to do. And this guy came. <laughs> it was like six a.m. in the morning, yeah. and this guy came. He was like, "Oh, I'll help. do you need do you need a hand? I'll help you." And uh, so he explained how to use it, and he left waving, and we were both stood there looking at each other. Oh, is this Vilnius? This is Vilnius for you. <laughs> it was so nice. So yeah, I, I did notice that people are so much nicer to each mm -hmm. other, like strangers. Mm -hmm. And um, this, is, this is a bit out of topic, but in Facebook I'm in all these foreigners' groups mm -hmm. because I want to know how they're doing, you know, how, how they're feeling. And so many of them are saying, oh, the unions are not very sociable, you know, it's hard to make friends, and I think it's so much better than it was before. Mm. However, I really feel for all of them, I know what it feels like to be foreign in some ways. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard, but it's much better here than mm. it used to be. Mm. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, indeed, uh, you can see the difference um, in the last five years, how Lithuania changed, how the things improved the salaries are growing nowhere else uh, like in Lithuania nowhere else in, in such high percents like in Lithuania and uh, Lithuanians we are used to complain right <laughs> when we live in this in Lithuania we see bad things more but when you move abroad and you experience different systems mm -hmm. different environment you start to appreciate what you actually have yeah. here yeah. And, uh, well, for me, comparing Lithuania and Denmark, first things which come to mind, better climate. Mm. Uh, we don't have this uh, windy weather when you can't really, you're afraid to go outside. <laughs> um, we have a smaller coastline, right? 
but we do appreciate it more because maybe we don't see it as mm -hmm. often as Danes who have it all around the country. Mm -hmm. Cost of living uh, in Denmark compared to Lithuania, it was very, very high. And people now, when people now say that coffee in Lithuania is extremely expensive, mm -hmm. I think, well, you should go and try <laughs> in Copenhagen when yeah. you have to pay eight uh, euros for a cup of uh, cup of coffee. Also, taxes, we complain it's so high mm. and it's highest in Europe. No, no <laughs> way. Denmark has the top uh, tax rate of 55%. Yeah. And uh, on top of this, for example, if you want to buy a car in there, Uh, for a new car, you have to pay on top 150% of tax. So that's why uh, these bicycles are very <laughs> popular in there. Not because Danes are very healthy or enjoy it, because they simply can't afford the car. Mm. What else? Uh, healthcare, what is also important, uh, what we hear from consultations, mm -hmm. that after living abroad, People start to appreciate our health care system much more. Uh, from my personal experience in Denmark, every time you call a doctor with some, I know I have pain and a headache, I have a headache or some different kind of pain, they always offer you to take a Panadil. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's a cure for everything. Mm -hmm. You broke a leg, take a Panadil. Aspirin. 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 Yes. So... That's probably uh, things which I um, really missed uh, while uh, living there. And um, that's why I was coming uh, more often to Lithuania, mm -hmm. also to visit doctors, mm -hmm. to go to the sea, even though I was living in Denmark just 20 kilometers away. But mm -hmm. it's different, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, um, and just to shop, just to shop, the, mm -hmm. the prices were really, the price difference was very noticeable. I'll just say, like like Edita said, it's really nice to have four seasons back. Mm. I didn't realize how much I missed it. Mm. When I came back first year and we had this big winter last year and it was mm. snowing and I, I went outside in the morning and I I had tears in my eyes. I thought, this is so beautiful. <laughs> this is real winter. And look, the whole town, everybody's moving, going to work. It's yeah. not paralyzed like it would be in, in mm. England. I thought, it's amazing. It's just Nice to have proper seasons. Mm. Yeah, in Denmark it was as well. If uh, the snow would fall, okay, we don't go to school. Yeah. <laughs> Shops will be closed. Yeah. <laughs> no one goes away uh, from a house. So, yeah, also enjoy this four seasons. And uh, every, not every time, but when I see snow in uh, Christmas time here, it, it really makes me feel like a kid. Mm -hmm. Or bring back the memories. Yeah, it's very magical, like winter wonderland, <laughs> walking around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for me it's the same. I think um, I also lived in England for a bit. I was studying there, so I know this <laughs> gray, <laughs> gray winter yeah. <laughs> where it's just raining and wet. <laughs> and I always felt cold. And people were saying like, "You are, you are from Eastern Europe. It's cold there. Why, why are you cold in England?" But mm -hmm. I think it's different kind yeah. of cold. Just like seeps through with the sweat, yeah. dampness. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but what about um, coming back? Did you uh, face any challenges uh, moving back to Lithuania? So, so I genuinely think to to come back is much harder than it is to leave because when you are leaving, you are 
you know that you are going into an unknown, you are going mm -hmm. for a little adventure. But when you are coming back, the expect expectations are high and um, and people have questions. And I remember when I told my mom that, okay, I've got one way ticket, I'm coming back this year. And the first thing she said, she was like, oh my God, have you been sacked? Did you lose your job? You know, what happened? Are you in trouble? Do you need help? I was like, no, mama, <laughs> I'm coming back because I want to. And I was thinking maybe, maybe I was pretending for so long that I'm this you know, that everything is so hunky-dory in England, that mm -hmm. I'm happy there. But when I told people I'm coming back, they, they didn't quite believe it. Mm. So, yeah, and then it comes to the practical side. I had to sell, I sold my furniture. I was coming back with my cat, so I had to sort her documents and vaccinations. Oh. <laughs> Very important. Um, yeah, so you have to, like, end contracts with suppliers. And, and then when you come back, you have to sort where you're going to live. You're looking for a job and all so it's really stressful on many levels. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you have people asking, you know, have you, why have you failed? What, you mm -hmm. know, why are you back? What happened? And I'm like, no, why do I have to explain myself? I wanted to. Mm -hmm. so. My experience was quite different to what Ramune is saying because uh, my surrounding was very um, supporting mm -hmm. and... I always got questions. Why? What are you doing abroad? What? Can't you find job in Lithuania? Mm -hmm. When are you coming back? When do you get your one-way ticket? Mm -hmm. Right? And I did quite a good homework before coming back. Well, as I said, I never. It was never my intention to stay there long. Mm -hmm. And I always had a plan in my mind that I will be back one day. Mm -hmm. And my preparations started maybe. A year before I got the ticket, uh, one-way ticket home, and that just made all things so much easier because I knew where I'm gonna live. Mm -hmm. I knew where I'm gonna start working for for the beginning. Mm -hmm. I I knew um, how it looks like in Lithuania because, as I said, I mm -hmm. read news every day. Mm -hmm. I I didn't feel like away. Mm -hmm. I was always there. I know what is going on. So, um, so not really challenges, but of course, um, what I realized, you have to get used to this financial maybe changes that you will not maybe get as much as you used to get, uh, used to get, and um, uh, it also can involve maybe some unexpected uh, expenses, uh, right? Yes, we were much better organized as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I like to plan things, to plan my life. <laughs> I thought that I was planning as well, but still, it's just there's so many things to plan, so mm. many things that can go wrong. That's yeah, very interesting that you had very different reactions from your families, I guess, about why you're coming back. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, my family were asking as well for many years. They were like. Are you gonna come back? You know, when are you gonna come back? Yeah. Because I lived in England for you know for so many years. I think at some point they lost hope. Yeah. Everybody lost hope. So mm. that's why. Yeah, it's, it's strange. After a long time, yeah, you kind of feel like already the new place is almost home. You have yeah. your community, your friends, uh, your cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a big transition then to to change all of that. I never felt in Denmark like at home, mm. and I did um, did have 
friends, of course, and uh, I tried to integrate. And it's not like people did not accept me, but maybe I didn't want to really mm -hmm. be part yeah. of that because uh, yesterday, actually, I talked to one girl. Also, I came back uh, to Lithuania after 20 years living in the USA. Wow. And uh, she told a very interesting uh, thing, which uh, I also, which rings a bell. It's uh, immigration is like being a plant taken away from a natural habitat and trying to grow in unfamiliar soil. Mm. When you're back to where your roots are, you start to blooming again. Mm. And uh, I thought, yeah, that's actually that explains a lot and. Uh, That's how it is, actually. And uh, grass is uh, definitely not always greener on, <laughs> uh, on another side or, or elsewhere. And migration itself, it's um, not always just a fun uh, adventure. Mm -hmm. It also a lot of challenges, a lot of hardships which you have to go through. And well, obviously a lot of opportunities which you can... Uh, Use or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So you came back, and how did you end up working here at <laughs> this organization? Um, so I, I changed a uh, job a few times, mm -hmm. and um, I just didn't want to settle for some soul destroying, boring job. And um, I saw that uh, I choose Lithuania were looking for a project assistant on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So Um, even though it was a short-term offer, which luckily has been extended, mm -hmm. but I thought I'll give it a try. And we were looking for someone with uh, experience of living abroad. Mm -hmm. And uh, I w we, we wanted someone who could consult people about life in Lithuania and mm -hmm. navigating different institutions. And... Uh, I'll be honest, when I read that job description, I thought, this is for me. This is about <laughs> me. This is about my experience. I would be so good at this. I was like really excited to give this a try. And um, the thing is, not only I have a right experience, but I actually, I, I do care about these people. You know, mm -hmm. I know what anxieties mm -hmm. these people face. And um, so, so yeah, um, I got the job and, I don't know, it's going to sound tacky, but I feel very privileged working mm -hmm. with all these creative young individuals. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I consult people who want to come back to Lithuania and they feel scared. And sometimes people call and they are saying, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm underqualified to get a new job here. Maybe I'm too old to change my life. Yeah. And I'm always like, I feel you. I know I've <laughs> been through this. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I'm lucky to, ha to work here, you know, and to be able to help people. And uh, we also consult uh, foreign people who want to come to Lithuania and I can relate to their issues as well because mm -hmm. I've been foreign. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know what it feels like. So I'm just happy to have this opportunity to work here. Mm -hmm. I think the people who call are very lucky because you have that and you've had that experience as well so they can relate to you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's really... It's exciting to hear, you know, stories when people come back and they're happy that they made the best decision in mm -hmm. their life or or foreign people who say, oh, I visited uh, Lithuania and I love it here, I want to move, you know, mm -hmm. what documents do I need? Yeah. And I think, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, more good people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and I was hiring manager when uh, Romina had interview uh, for for this job offer in Rengoslato. And when we spoke to her, we knew right away that uh, that's the right person to to work here, <laughs> and with all her experience, how how she can use it here, and um, that's our I think um, strength, strength, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that <laughs> that we have people who experience all all that migration path themselves, and they can share your own experience and uh, maybe break the myths which people often have and me myself when uh, I got back um, I discovered that um, there are so many people uh, who also share my feelings of this homesickness of wanting wanting to come back but maybe not being very sure if the, the time is right and time is never right you know you just have to, to take a decision and do it. And that's when I also saw uh, the opportunity job offer, offer. And I knew that I could use both my skills and experience to, to help others to, uh, to make this decision and to, to go through this um, transition. And um, when I started working here, I also uh, started consulting migrants. I could see my story and their stories mm -hmm. and I could relate and I, I actually lived through <laughs> what they say and uh, tried to, to, to help them as I can. Mm -hmm. And also the latest uh, figures, uh, latest statistics show that the uh, number of people uh, returning from abroad uh, has been on, on the rise and we have uh, what, 40 50% of Lithuanian diaspora living abroad who think who are thinking about mm -hmm. returning. And uh, this is not only a sign of uh, economic recovery, but um, uh, also hopefully a convincing trend that Lithuanians see prospect mm -hmm. for the future uh, in this country and their per personal uh, lives for this matter. So as long as we see this need, mm -hmm. we will be here for them. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's really good to hear. And yeah, I imagine uh, especially a lot of people must have rethought the way they live during the pandemic when you can't so easily travel and you want to be close to the people you love and you want to maintain the relationship and how difficult it can be if you're just somewhere completely different. Everyone, I think, made a lot of people think about what's mm -hmm. actually important to them, uh, where they want to be, and yeah, what what kind of life they see living. Yeah, because like uh, like Edita says, there's never a right time, and I spent so many years waiting for some sign. I mm -hmm. don't know for the right time, and you know, you just have to do it. And I think whoever is listening to this, if they want to come back home or if they want to move a country, you just have to do it. I. I would recommend it to everyone, you know, travel and see the world and live somewhere. I mm -hmm. think it, it broadens your, you know, your view of the world. It, mm -hmm. it, it grows you, but um, maybe do not wait 11 years to come back <laughs> home. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then when you come back, you can appreciate uh, things very differently as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last summer... When I came when I came back last summer and uh, I was staying in my friend's place for a bit and I I was opening a balcony and I broke uh, the handle of no. the of the window 
And um, and uh, straight away I was googling. I thought, oh my god, how is this gonna cost me? I'm gonna have to like um, I don't know, like um, call a handyman or something. And then I thought, oh, my brother lives here. My brother lives in the same country. Yeah. So I called my brother, and like in ten minutes before I even made him a coffee, he came and fixed the handle. And I was thinking, oh, I'm Jesus Christ! You know, I have family here and people who care and help. And it's just, it's a massive thing. Mm. It's a massive thing to have. And, well, you kind of answered my question already. Um, I was going to ask about when talking to people who want to move here, um, who feel that this is uh, their place or come back here, uh, does it reinforce um, your decision to have moved back <laughs> and live here now? A couple of my friends uh, recently who um, came back from England as well, and, and we were talking about how happy we are being back. Mm -hmm. And I was saying, is it normal? I feel euphoric. It's like... It's been more than a year now I'm back and I still feel euphoric. Like I think buildings are gorgeous, people are all so good looking, everybody's it's just and uh, and whenever somebody calls me and they say that they're thinking about coming back but they're scared, I just think, Jesus, just just come back, you know. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just do it, just do it. And you're never gonna regret it. And I have so many friends who came back and nobody's regretting it. Mm. So I could only encourage people to to make that decision. Yeah, also I agree to what uh, Ramona is saying. There was not it, it had it had been two years now when I'm back. There was not a single day when I would regret. Only maybe that I didn't do that uh, earlier than mm -hmm. I did. But no, I, I feel the happiest here. And you know, there is maybe um. A myth or a, not a myth that uh, it's uh, it's so much better abroad because you earn a lot of money, you can afford so much more. But when you um, when you live abroad, you like you learn about the true values and uh, well, maybe it sounds cliche, but um, most important what I realized during that time that money can't buy you happiness and it's definitely not the most important thing in your life and it's much more about the family about people who you love mm -hmm. and uh, the, the environment not not it doesn't make you more happy that you can you can afford to buy a better bag <laughs> or or i don't know go to cinema every day yeah i remember when i when i was leaving i was like uh saying goodbyes to my friends and I was saying oh I'm gonna buy all these nice clothes and handbags I generally said that I remember myself saying that I thought that's the key to happiness <laughs> honestly it's a bit embarrassing to remember now <laughs> we had all, all had those days I think <laughs> yeah well, I mean when, when you're younger and you can't have yeah. those things it, it seems yeah. like something but yeah. at some it point feel, <laughs> yeah, it feels like these things are life changing but they're mm -hmm. not Sure, at some point you've, you've bought some number of <laughs> handbags and, and you see, okay, it's just, just um, yeah, just, just a thing. And so now you're uh, both living in Vilnius. Um, maybe there's something you can share what you enjoy about uh, the city. I don't know, as you, as you know, Vilnius is celebrating 700 years anniversary and uh, they revealed the sculpture recently which shows a letter of Gediminas, Grand Duke. Lithuania, and he says, all 
all kind-hearted people are welcome in Vilnius, something mm -hmm. like that. And I just think it sums up Vilnius because I feel like I've not lived in Vilnius before. It was mm -hmm. just a few months before I left. And uh, but I feel like there's a place for everyone in Vilnius. Vilnius mm -hmm. is welcoming and, you know, accepting people from all over the world. And uh, that's what I love most about Vilnius. Mm -hmm. And uh, I keep telling all my friends in England to come and, you know, and to come and do some sightseeing and see the most beautiful city. <laughs> um, I'm really happy living here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tried to, to live in bigger cities. I, I was living in Istanbul for some time. Mm -hmm. I tried the smaller city in Denmark. I tried Brussels. I visited also many cities in Europe. Nothing is like the Vilnius. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the place where I feel the best and um, it's the most beautiful uh, city for me. It can't be even compared to New York. <laughs> it's much better and it's, I don't know, it just, you think what you've seen everything and tried everything here, but it always surprised you somehow. Mm -hmm. New places are opening. Uh, um, new brands which weren't there before they, they introduced and mm -hmm. the, the city is really growing and uh, I'm happy happy to be here wonderful <laughs> um, so there's a question I ask every guest uh, that comes to my podcast is to describe a living in Lithuania in three words I was uh, telling my friend today that uh, when English is not your first language, people use, usually have their favorite word. And I think my favorite word is exciting. <laughs> Everything is exciting. <laughs> and sometimes I mean it in a sarcastic way, but <laughs> I think living in Lithuania is exciting, not in a sarcastic way. Exciting, challenging, promising. Mm. Promising, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I will still be <laughs> Promising, uh, awesome, and... Uh, I don't get can just uh, happiness mm -hmm. describe the the way I feel about living here happiness okay well thank you so much for for being on the podcast <laughs> thank you for inviting us yes thank you for inviting us and hopefully to hear next time thank you for listening for more conversations like this one subscribe to the podcast or let's connect on the living in lithuania facebook or instagram pages if you enjoyed listening please consider supporting the podcast on contrabee all supporters are added to a private community and invited to join meetups and events if you or anyone you know would like to be on the podcast feel free to get in touch until next time